Howdy, it's Heather here, and welcome to episode number eight of I Hate This Show, a podcast about media, life, and the X-Files. Today is just a short little episode featuring me flying solo. I'm going to define, finally, that phrase I keep using of consume what consumes you. I talk about permanence versus impermanence and the idea of being open to change, tackling the things that your mind seems to be obsessed over, and um, raccoons. Raccoons, I think, make a brief appearance in this episode. So, thanks for hitting play, and I hope you enjoy. Hey there, dear listener, and welcome back to another episode of I Hate This Show. I'm Heather, and today's episode's gonna be a nice little short one, shooting straight from the hip, one take, let's go. It is 12.30 at night, exactly here, as I hit record, and we're just gonna go right into it, because I want to define something that I keep putting in the show notes and saying at the end of podcast, which is, consume what consumes you. What do I mean by that? The short and sweet of it, stop after this if this is all you want to hear, is be an active participant in the things you obsess over or the things that are trying to take you down. Those may sound like two opposing things, but hear me out. Let's get, let's get into it. Let's dig a little further. So consume what consumes you. Let's bring up the reason why I am up at 1230 at night on a Monday night just unable to sleep. Well, it's a short combination of things. I'm super worried about some things that are going on in other aspects of my multifaceted life. And then I probably ate something wrong at dinner, probably just one wrong ingredient in my sensitive little tummy said, "Mm, you're not gonna sleep. So I am consuming what is consuming me or fighting back and just getting all immersive into the fact and state of where I am right now and just saying, okay, if I can't sleep, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to record a podcast episode. So in consuming what consumes you, let's start with what this podcast is about, The X-Files. Now I give room for this podcast subject to change. I may decide in 10, 20 more episodes that I actually don't like the phrase consume what consumes you. It maybe sounds smart, but it's not relevant to hear anymore. And hey, listen to me. If I want to change and we feel like that's not the best place for the show to go, then that's what we're going to do. Impermanence does not have anything to do with insignificance. Show me a phase of life. This whole idea of phase being synonymous with insignificance, show me any facet of life, any phase of life that is permanent. Any part of life that is absolutely permanent is probably a problem. So... All that being said, be open to um, impermanence in your own life as I am in this show. Back to consume what consumes you and how it's relevant right now. This whole podcast is me consuming, like getting back and really picking apart something that has consumed me that I have been obsessed with, The X-Files. Now, I also do it a little tongue-in-cheek because the name of the show is I Hate This Show. So it's both love and hate. But the same underlying aspect is this show, this movie, this artist, this particular area area of history, whatever is your niche 
for this year, this month, this week, consume it back. You know that headspace you get into sometimes where the first thing you wake up is that thing you're obsessed with that week or the problem going on and it just seems to be constant repeat or you find significant or insignificant things that relate to it within your real life daily interactions. Okay, that thing is consuming you. When you get to that level, just in case you weren't aware, let's bring some self-awareness in here. Something that you can't get yourself to stop thinking about is consuming you. Now, I... Something just fell. It is midnight 30. (laughs) Something just fell from the roof. Goodness, that woke me up a bit. Okay. Ooh. What was I saying again? Just bringing some self-awareness into the fact of whatever is on your mind, a lot is consuming you. Sure, in this podcast, I'm talking about mostly a fandom, a TV show, a fictional storyline, and its fictional characters. Um, But this can have relevance to anything, maybe a job you're looking for, a relationship, what you're going to cook for breakfast, maybe for some reason how you spend the last five hours of your Friday night just really bugs you every week. Whatever it is, that thing is consuming you. Okay, okay, and here's my advice. Consume it back. Pick it apart. Don't just stay in your own head mulling and going in circles, little hamster wheels of this thought process of whatever is going on. Dig into it. Be active. Throw some elbows with it. I know I'm speaking in generalities here, but something's probably come up in your mind. If you understand obsession at all, well, let me put it this way, if you understand fan culture at all, you probably understand obsession. If you understand living at all, you probably understand obsession, or you're just not aware that you've done it. Be an active participant in whatever is worrying you, troubling you, keeping you up at night, keeping you distracted in a positive or a negative way. Part of the idea with this is a phrase, you've probably seen it on plaques or stickers or just, you know, little inspirational tweets, but the idea is um, fear, no, sorry. The idea is action cures fear. Obsession can really be a sort of fear, you know? I'm going to bring it back to fan culture and something my friend Nora and I talked about in the previous episode is that a lot of the times as a fan in our experiences of really getting involved with a fictional world or an artist or something, it's because we're running from something in our own everyday lives and this little fictional world is a safe haven. Action cures fear. Yes, that is a catch-all phrase. It is a generality. It is, like I said, it's going to be something you find in an inspirational tweet. But there is truth to it. There is some goodness, active force, some life-giving energy, if you will, about me getting out of bed at 12 at night to get my laptop up, to get gear set up, and just push myself into something else despite this literal pain in my stomach and worry on my mind. And now apparently a raccoon or Lord knows what on the roof at um, well past midnight, which I do not need, okay? Please do not startle me. 
dear raccoon. Anyways. Okay, I've got it pulled up right now. The Cambridge Dictionary definition of consume is one, to use fuel energy or time, especially in large amounts, or two, to eat or drink, especially a lot of something. So it's this concept also of quantity along with it. Now let's go to the definition for obsession. The obsession, one of the definitions for obsession is the control of one's thoughts by continuous powerful idea or a feeling or the idea or feeling itself. If you've ever been a fan of something, you know what that is. But once again, it doesn't have to just be a positive force. It doesn't have to be a positive thought process or pattern that you have going on in your head. Okay, let's say for instance, for instance, my silly little example of someone who's consumed, who just really obsesses over what they're going to do with the last five hours of their Friday evening. Maybe it's because this example of a person is really concerned about what their friends are going to think when, and their coworkers are going to think when they tell them and ask, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Or how'd your Friday night go the next week? Maybe it's just a point of pride for them. Maybe they've always had boring Friday nights and they just have to finally change it and this is really, really bugging them constantly. What can they do about it? And the best example and the best scenario in my head is they make it, a, they turn it on its head. They make it something that is not a fear-based thing for them. It is not a thought of discouragement. It becomes a point in their life that they're proud of. This person, instead of thinking to themselves, the last five hours of my Friday is the most important social time of my young adult life, and I just I just have to think of something good, and all the pressure is on, and I'm concerned about it all week, because if I go to the wrong party, or if I don't go to any parties at all, there's so many risks involved, and high stakes, and these are the thoughts of someone who is really just concerned about this. Let's turn it on its head. What if instead it became something they were active in and loved and actually the planning of it is what they lived for? They took away the anxiety and said, no, wait, I have control over this. They consume that anxiety back, that worry, and it becomes something fun. In more health-centered circles, when you type in, like, consume what consumes you, you get little, um... How do I how do I say? You get little helpful, not so helpful articles. Some of them are kind of interesting, but the rest are fear-based and might say, you are what you eat. Be careful what you consume because consume what you consume is what you become. And hey, I agree. There is some there's a lot of truth to that. Whatever you consume digestively, visually, auditorily, in your thoughts. I do believe that makes an impression on who you are as a person and the quality of life you're going to live. I'm not here to tell you to eat certain types of food or not, endorse any diets, any particular diets, but I will warn you or I will sit with you in solidarity as someone who has had their mind ruled and run by anxiety and things that they have obsessed over and things I just thought I could not get past until I stepped into my stronger shoes. 
I looked around and I said, no, no, this thing, this obsession, I'm gonna obsess over it back. I'm gonna turn the mirror on this thing that seems to consume my life and go for it. Now, that's gonna be in bigger facets of life, this thing that's kind of keeping me up, getting me talking about obsession to a microphone while there's raccoons on the roof at nearly one o'clock in the morning. That can be a negative thing. That's gonna be a higher stakes thing in my life. Bringing it back down to the middle ground, to the X-Files, to this I hate this show podcast experiment. I've decided to let my obsession, my drive, both my enjoyment and my grief over this X-Files show and franchise, I've decided to turn it into something I don't just passively consume, but taking my energy and the literal consumption with my eyes and ears and merchandise I have bought and been gifted, I am taking that and making something of it. I have consumed all of this and I am creating, I am putting back into the world for better or for worse, but I just know something has to come from it more than just my sitting passively and letting the thoughts rule my head. Nah, let's get my body moving. Let's put my voice on a microphone. I'm doing something about it. The fun part of this podcast um, and the frustration, but it's really been a short, so far short little project and an experiment in me letting myself be bad at something. One of the things I obsess over is absolute perfectionism and I hate it. It sounds like one of those corny interview questions of where like, well, what are your weaknesses? And the interview, the interviewee says, oh, I'm, I'm just a perfectionist. I just have to do everything too good. No, that's mm, wrong. Red flag. Uh, buzzer, buzzer. No, no. It's crippling anxiety and handicapping myself and refusing to start anything if I don't know how to do it, not just well, but exceptionally the first time around. I have no idea what I'm doing with this podcast, and each episode has been a trial, and it has been a exercise of my muscles, mental and otherwise, to get myself to be okay with not knowing what I'm doing. And it's been rewarding. It's been hard. I've learned, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I learn something new each time. But I can tell you most assuredly that the person sitting here right now, <laughs> raccoons on the roof, I'm just gonna bring them up until I'm gonna, until they show up in front of this desk or something. Oh Lord. Um, the person recording this episode right now, even though I am just a few episodes into this thing, is a lot stronger and a lot more active than the person who started out and was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just have to do it. That whole idea is what I mean by consume what consumes you. Find something fun to do about it. I've, with just trying to get this off the ground for myself and fighting my own terrible crippling anxiety when it comes to perfectionism and looking like I don't know what I'm doing. I've just like screamed internally and just been like, ah, the entire time I'm submitting these episodes and just released them into the world, even though I know they're not best and top-notch production quality. You don't have to look too far back to hear that. But by God, getting that done took me to where I am today. And I know I'm going to even be even better 10, 20, 30 episodes down, 
not just at actually getting the episode out there, but doing, but taking that same idea of learn and be okay with not knowing, with just getting something done into all other aspects of my life. Can you see, am I making it clear with my sleepy brain and upset stomach how this is consuming what consumes you? Of not just letting something eat away at you, but turning your head, grabbing it by its neck and eating it back? That's a poetic version. (laughs) Maybe there's a full moon out tonight. (laughs) Am I coming through clear? Consume that whatever it is that's trying to drive you mad or that makes you insanely happy. Take that same energy and fight it or bring some life into this world out of it. You have a voice. You have some sort of device to type on because you're listening to this and I'm afraid I do not yet send it out on CDs via carrier pigeon into the wilderness, but um, if you have a special request, I can make that happen. Bigfoot, if you're listening, big fan, um, send us an email. (laughs) I'll get some CD-ROMs out to you. I don't know how to say it any other way. Maybe just getting this out, using my voice tonight, it's alleviated some of the pressure on my mind. Good. That's what I mean. That action cures fear. That things are temporary, thoughts are temporary, obsessions are temporary. But that's not a bad thing. Letting them rule you, letting them handicap and letting them shorten or hinder enjoyment in your life and absolute thriving, yeah, things are going to hurt. I'm internally screaming sometimes, maybe right now as I record this, thinking to myself, what in the world am I doing? I'm just going to do it anyways. Say you are obsessed like the rest of the world is right now with Stranger Things. I sit here recording this at the end of July 2022, and that is what the world phenomenon is. Get into it further. Don't just let it be the thing where you have your own comfort character. Design your own character. Inspired by Eddie Munson or Steve Harrington, or I really don't know any others. Let yourself not just be a product, produce something. Now, here's the ending note for this and sort of the caveat, but really just the life truth is that in creating out of what you've ingested in any form, um, creativity usually sits in the absence of consumption. You have to take a break and that's where that's where the obsession gets its weakening time. It gets to, it has to lay its hands off you because in order for you to create out of obsession, to create out of whatever is just taking your time and energy, kind of have to back away from it. If you're actively watching a show, you can't do and make things about that show or inspired about that show. You have to stop the consumption, stop the watching, close the laptop, turn on the lights in the bedroom, rub your raccoon hands together and say to yourself, well, I've eaten, I've feasted on someone else's ideas, Let's make my own. Turning back to the idea of fear being an obsession. Take a break from it. 
whatever little hold and freedom you can get from it and say to yourself, what can I replace it with? How can I bring, instead of fear, I can bring love into my life, which, okay, I'm going to not go any further because I'm starting to sound like a guru. I am not. <laughs> but you, I think you're getting what I'm saying. Do something more. Something else. Be an active participant in this life you have. Let your obsessions guide you, not rule you. Produce, don't just be a product. Because I think at the end of the day, at least for me, at least sitting here right now in this short phase of my life, and like I said earlier, phase does not mean insignificant because every phase of life has a lasting impact on us. Just where I am right now, that seems to be the right thing to do. I don't step back in fear. I step back, I step forward in curiosity. Maybe with my teeth grit and screaming on the inside because I don't know what I'm doing, but this feels like the right thing to do. I'm going to go and do it. Just go forth. The truth is out there. The objective T, capital T, truth. Trust no one except maybe your gut instinct and the very wisest of people around you. And engage in this life in a new way, whatever that means for you. As for me in the next few minutes, I think it's finally time I go to bed. Have a good one and stay safe out there. Hey, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the I Hate This Show podcast. Would you believe it that after I was done recording, the roof raccoon came and knocked on my window and asked me to ask you to leave a rating and review for this show? Isn't that crazy? So if you could please leave us a rating and review, it helps us out a lot for people to find this tiny little show. And until next time, stay safe out there, trust no one, and consume what consumes you.